Moving along, we are up to paragraph one, Kufchav, um, paragraph one twenty. For those uh, following uh, following along inside the sefer, okay, Kufchav. Here we go. Bovavi here is continuing to focus on the idea of noticing that when situations happen that can lead to anger or frustration. Really, we need to speak out to ourselves, thereby teaching ourselves and eventually integrating into our feelings that who's this coming from? It's coming from the Rabbani Shleilam. Well, I know everything from the Rabbani Shleilam is good because HaKadosh Baruch is doing this out of, out of love. And the more we remind ourselves and speak that out, the more it goes deeper and deeper into our... Kishkes into our into our essence and into our feelings. So continues the Bovavi. It's gonna happen is we're gonna to try to do this and then we're still gonna get upset. He says, Don't be impressed by yourself. Don't be impressed by your failures and be like, oh, it's not working. I've been trying this, I messed up. Don't be impressed with the mess up and let it affect you. You just keep going. You say, listen, that failure also is from you. That's another way to, uh, to learn and, for, and to gain. And we do this thousands and thousands of times. Whether it's happening sometimes uh, you know, during the situation that we're put in, we have this feeling of of uh, anger that kicks in. Whether it's the time that they're coming, could be coming, could be it's already here. But we go back and we allow the matter to take root in our heart. Without feeling bad. Without feeling bad that, we're, that uh, we messed up. And not to despair from the amount of times that we're not being successful or as successful as we we would like. Because really we are being successful even when we fail. But we're not being as successful as we would like. Here what the Bhavavi is teaching us with this sentence is a fascinating and a very true idea. Which is that in order to grow in this way, in order to develop the traits that we're discussing, you cannot aim to be a perfectionist. Eventually, it might come. But you can't try to be a perfectionist because one of the, anybody who, who tries to be a, or is a perfectionist, we'll call it by nature, knows that there are so many things that perfectionists will not even try because they're already scared of failure. There are things that in, in the world of psychology, right? So if I'm a perfectionist, there are things I will simply not even try because I know I can't do it perfectly. So as far as this is concerned, Bovavi teaches us that you, when it comes to this, the growth of this, this type of hashkacha is to do your best. That is the perfect way to do it. If you're going to try to be a perfectionist, you're not going to do it. And it's, just, and it's not going to work. This type of thing takes progress and it takes perseverance. 
when a person is willing to persevere and really integrate this element of hashkacha, which of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, everything being the everything being the Eibushter, Al is when I feel despite the setbacks and failings, And again, I'm not impressed by my setbacks. I'm not impressed by my feelings. Okay, it happened. But Vadai certainly, what's going to happen is you'll see Hakadosh Baruch Hu will bring you merit and allow you to acquire this pure emuna inside of your heart. It's going to come, but you can't be impressed by your failures. We can't be impressed by the times that we do get upset and we forget to bring the Rabbani Shalom into this. I just want to you know, mention something that from this paragraph is so foundational when it comes to avodas Hashem, when it comes to service of Hashem. This is an astonishing chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that no matter what, we will never get fired from the job of life. You don't get fired. You fail, setback. David Shur doesn't know he doesn't fire us. He'll say, okay, you did this, you're no longer, uh, you're no longer Jewish. You're no longer, you no longer have a responsibility. You're not, you're not doing this anymore. We're always on staff. It's an astonishing chesed that no matter where we are, we're always on staff to be able to keep doing. So I work on something, I work on something, I take a couple steps forward, I take a couple steps backward, I take a couple steps forward, I take a couple steps backward. The way to acquire it is when we're willing to persevere through this, ultimately, yes, don't feel down when even while we're working on this, we still allow that element of kas to get in us, even though we know it's it's improper and we know that it's something that we really need to be training ourselves to see past because when we, we have kas, when we have this anger, it's really directed towards Hashem, even though we're not trying to do that, but since HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everything, so it's being directed towards Him, He says, okay, it's going to happen, but don't don't feel bad about it. Don't Don't give up about it. Just brush it off and... Go back to that knowledge. Go back to that realization. And don't be scared to keep doing by being a perfectionist. Don't aim to be a perfectionist. Aim to just do this right as much as possible. Kof Chafalif 121. Ad until now, He says all this that we've been talking about of refraining from anger. The examples we've been discussing is situational. Frustration. To get frustration, frustrated at a situation. Ata, Bez Hashem, and now with the help of Hashem, He's now going to lead us, and we're going to discuss this, Bez Hashem, this week and next week. He's going to lead us in what is the proper mindset when somebody else, there's actually a person there that's hurting me. There's a person that should know better. A person who I could, in my mind, put the blame on. How do I handle that? Let's deal with the frustration and anger that comes through somebody else. Meaning, the, the anger is not coming from a situation, it's coming from somebody. And as we explained already, it's harder. It's harder to not get upset at a person than it is to not get upset at a situation. Because when there's nobody else to get upset at, 
Bar, what are you going to do? Get upset at the stone that fell out into the middle of the road and popped your tire? Or the tire, Shenaskalko, that wore out a Chedayim? What are you going to do? Start beating up the tire? Ella, Maskil Ha'adam, Shazab, Miyada, Yisbarak Shemai. We understand this. What else do you want? We'll call it nature. It is. Things happen. And that type of thing, I could really, you know, with the proper work and understanding, any situation comes from Hashem, you know, I could get it. I could get it. I could work on it and know it's all there by Nishleilam and really integrate, not get upset at that, you know, after uh, a lot of work. When it comes to not getting upset at people, you know what we think? We think that since that other person also has free will and has the ability to make choices and smart choices, so I begin to think to myself, in my conscience, this didn't happen from Hashem. This happened because that person made a dumb decision to sideswipe my car, to, to say hurtful words, to do whatever just happened. That's on them. That's not God. Therefore, I say, yeah, yeah, of course I'll get upset at them. He chose to do bad to me. They weren't careful. In this circumstance, I should get upset. So in other words, up until now, this whole situation that the Bavavi is telling us to internalize and all the examples that he was given is that HaKadosh Baruch who's in charge of every happenstance, everything that happens. He knows exactly what's going to be. He loves us very much. What about when there's somebody else involved? Then what? See, here we go. So Bavavi says, you can tell us a story. He says, Yeshna Uvda Yadua, there's a well-known incident. That took place in the house of the Briskarov, the Beis Halevi. Besalevi lived in the 1800s and he was a tremendous Dayon, judge and Rav. And there's a story that Pam, one time, there was a fellow who brought an entire animal and was concerned about the kasha. So he wanted to know whether the animal was kosher or not by checking the internal organs. The animal was treif. It was a treif animal. This guy lost a tremendous amount of money. Savar Allah, the The guy says, okay, that's the Ratzon Hashem. I lost money. What am I supposed to do? You can't see the organs till it's after it's slaughtered. Fine. He accepted it. Despite the tremendous financial Lost that he had. The Acharzman, a while later, this guy ends up coming back for a court case against somebody else to the Beis Halevi. The Beis Halevi ended up ruling in favor of the other guy. And this guy, again, the guy who's returning to the din, who now lost the case. He lost some money, not even close to the value of a whole cow that he lost before. This guy flipped his lid, 
flipped his lid. He went berserk at the at the bezdin, at the person, went nuts. Socha Beisalevi Omar, the Beisalevi mused, and he said, Sha'af, even though, from this guy's first question on the cow, he lost a lot more money than he lost on the second ruling. However, in the first case, who are you going to get angry at? Nobody got angry at. It's a cow, that's a trefa, it had a hole in the lungs, a hole in the heart, whatever it was. There's no, it takes two to tango. Nobody to scream at. There's nobody home. The cow is not didn't do anything to him. What's he supposed to do? So to speak, just last night I had one. Um, um, I was putting uh, Isaac into the uh, shower, and uh, he says, uh, "He says my tummy's hurting me." He says, "My tummy's hurting me." So I said, "Oh, your tummy's hurting you? Come here, let me beat up your tummy." So I gave him a little uh, tummy tickle and he started laughing and he says, okay, now my head's hurting me. I said, okay. So he gave him a little head tickle. He said, what else is hurting you? I'll beat it up. Yeah. Okay, it turned into a little game. You hurt your tummy. Your tummy's hurting. What are you going to do to your stomach? You have a stomach ache. What are you going to do? You have a headache. What are you going to do? So you say, okay, the Rebbein Shalom sent me a stomach ache. The Rebbein Shalom sent me a headache. In the other case where it's not your body, it's not you, it's not a situation. I'll get upset at you. You you put me into this sticky situation. You put me into this uh, pickle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. One second. One second. God, this is not the hand of God. This is this is your Bechira. This is your Bechira. This is your free will. And you know where this comes into play? As we're about to see in the next paragraph, we're in Parshas Vayechi. Next week's Parsha is Parsha Shmos. We're going to be introduced to who we are as a people and get introduced to Maishu Rabbeinu and Parai. Hashem told Avram Avinu, told our forefather Abraham, his children, Abraham's children, are going to be in Mitzrayim for 400 years. We ended up in servitude in Egypt for 210 years. Okay. Why is Paro held accountable? Why is Paro held accountable? God already determined what's going to be. The answer is true. But it didn't have to be Paro. It's going to happen. But that doesn't remove the responsibility of a person from doing the wrong thing. But were we in Egypt because Paro decided that we should be in Egypt? Or were we in Egypt because that was what Hashem told Avram Avinu was going to happen? We were in Egypt because Hashem told Amri that's going to happen. Pyro's still accountable for being the one. He didn't, he didn't have to be the one. It could have been somebody else. He didn't have to be the one to do it. But we have to realize Pyro was not mishabed us. Pyro was not the one who put us into servitude. We hold him accountable for being the, the guy who ultimately made it difficult. But it was, it was going to happen. The Bansham told Amri there's going to be servitude. And this is where we struggle. Trying to connect these concepts where Hashem said it's going to be, but then what about the person? And this happens throughout our history, throughout our gullus, in many situations, in broader contexts, and within our personal life. 
Was it this person's doing, or is it Hashem's doing? What's happening here? Hare lanu beis nekudas. Kuf chav gimel. Hare lanu beis nekudas. One twenty three. There's two points here. Kasher kas ba begramas adam. Two points to mention when our emotions start to build up because of somebody. Number one is, I view it like he chose to do this. And it could be true, he has Bechira. But it's, in, in my Seichel, in my mind, this is, this is your choice. It's your choice. Number two, Okay. There's another thing. And that's called P-R-I-D-E. Pride. Don't, you don't do that to me. Don't, don't mess with me. Don't, don't be smart with me. Don't, don't talk down to me. Don't be not nice to me. Don't talk like that to somebody else. So there's two parts. Part number one is, Sheha Asakim, number one is that you chose to do this. And number two is my personal gaiva. The way to get through this and to think through this clearly is with a pure and clear understanding of Emuna, which is. When a person lives with a emuna amitis, a clear, true emuna, above, truthfully to me, to us, once a person learns to live with true emuna, there's no difference what's coming to me, what's bothering me, whether it's a person, whether it's a tire, whether it's situational, whether it's a human, even a stone, mayim, water, adam, a person, a cold of acher. Rak The only thing to know is we need to have clarity. True, behirus pnimis, real clarity. That is the that is the way. That we go above the issues and the separation and the anger. Meaning, we're going to hold it here for reading for now. We're going to, for, as far as, you know, we'll pick up the next paragraph, Bez Hashem, next week. Meaning like this. Very often, we give too much credit to the situations, too much power to the situations that people put us into. And we say that's the situation I'm in now is, be, is strictly because of you. If you would not have done that, if you would not, I wouldn't be having to deal with what I'm dealing with. And the MS is when we know and we're taught and we work on and we train ourselves again, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I know every situation comes you, uh, comes from you. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I know that there's only love over here, and therefore it's coming. Um, 
and um, I know it's from you, I know there's love, and therefore the situation that's coming to me is coming from a place of goodness, there's no longer any sort of discrepancy, whether it's a stomachache, whether it's a tire, whether it's coming from somebody else. It doesn't make enough kamina. And what we're going to continue on here, we'll pick up from the actual reading next week, but the Bavavi is going to mention a well-known Zayar, which mentions a, a, uh, um, an idea that has to do with dogs. If a person hits a dog with a stick, the dog goes after the stick as opposed to the person, which is a very strong parable to what happens very often in our personal lives. When a person gets a clap, a person gets a hit, we start going after that, the stick. And we don't look at what's guiding that stick. We don't look at what's behind the stick and try to reconnect with it in order to create a, a, a relationship and give over the, you know, and give over the knowledge that the, that the message, the, you know, that the, the message has been received. So we'll hold it here for today. And uh, Bez Hashem, next week, we will uh, we'll pick up from Kufchov Dalit from paragraph 124. And the Bovabi is going to even take us a little deeper and break it down a, a little further. The different elements of creation, how we fall into all these elements of creation and how a person should view other, you know, we're createes, we're elements that have been created. Bavavi is going to guide us how to, anything that's been created, just like me, is an absolute, HaKadosh Baruch who's absolutely controlling that too. So how do, how do we uh, picture all this and how do we create a, a beautiful painting and how we view will uh, we'll be clarified by Hashem next week. Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. Yeah, so the question here is, how do we uh, combine with this, uh, this madriga of feeling everything is from the Baruch So the Gemara tells us that call Talmud Chacham, any, any Talmud Chacham, it applies to any of us, that doesn't take revenge like a snake, is not a Talmud Chacham. And that's, uh, you know, that's uh, very disturbing on the surface. Take revenge like a snake. But Farshim explained that a snake gets zero enjoyment from its food. Snake just eats, it eats dirt, doesn't enjoy anything. The resp- obligation of a Tamar Chacham, which means a person who walks in the way of Torah, to, to um, rebuke or to get back is like a snake. This is. I'm not. I'm not enjoying this. I'm not. There's not. There's nothing personal here. I have no gain from this. I have a mitzvah because we call Yisrael our Ravim We're all connected to each other, and the Torah says So I have an obligation to when I see something that looks wrong to tell you. Now you might say it's not wrong. The person might even say you should have judged me favorably. Okay, fine. So that I'm not. But again. It's not that I have a time on you that I'm rebuking you. It's that I have a responsibility that when I see something with my physical eyes that look like it's usher to do, looks like it's forbidden to do, I'm obligated to, I'm obligated to tell you. But the, you're right. The mo, this is why it's so important to focus on this, on this idea. Because the moment we really grasp this level of amuna that... Really, everything is Rabbi Hashem. 
the other mitzvahs that are connected to this are going to be so are going to be perfected in a much greater way as well, because I've learned that nothing is me, everything's Rebbeinu Shalom, and my obligation to rebuke you is also Rebbeinu Shalom, and people will be makabel that rebuke better. They'll accept that rebuke better because people don't accept rebuke when it comes personally. But when there's no physical, uh, when, when there's no personal agenda in here and there's no emotions, and I'm just telling you what the halacha is, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that to me. You're not allowed to do it to somebody else. When I was a kid, my mother would, when I would have listened to my mother, she would say, you have to listen to me because the Torah says you have to listen to a mother. That was it. And, and then uh, whether I did it, I did it. Whether I didn't, I didn't. But it wasn't that you have to listen to me because you have to listen to me. Is the Torah says you listen to a mother. That's it. So you listen to a mother. It's not me. It's the Rabbanu Shalom. So that's their achrai. So that's their responsibility. But as far as I'm concerned, I know everything is Rabbanu Shalom. My rebuking you is not a personal, uh, is, is not a personal uh, issue over here.